Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm... What the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? The Fayetteville Trifecta Weekend was epic. And if you missed out, you really missed out. Because all three races were great. It was a little hot, but Saturday was kind of overcast, so it wasn't that bad. It was a good race to get your first ultra. If you were out there, congratulations for getting your first ultra. On this episode... I've got a super cool guest. Her name is Erin Sunday, and she placed in all three races in the elite category. And here goes the interview with Erin Sunday. Erin Sunday, what is going on today with you? Not a whole lot. My my day's just about done, so I'm just sitting down and relaxing and having a chat with you. I hear you. Have you recovered from this past weekend? Um define recovered (laughs) (laughs) well you totally murdered it at the trifecta weekend in Fayetteville but before we get into all that tell us a little bit about Aaron like you know what do you do for a living you know have you what was your background in sports you know how did you find OCR tell us how Aaron become to be the badass that she is (laughs) sure um (laughs) I guess I can start with the easy thing um what I do for work. Uh, so I work in real estate, um, for a large, uh, regional grocery chain based out of Pittsburgh. Um, I work primarily for their, um, field division. And I, since the, uh, pandemic, I work full time from home, which took some time to get used to, but I think I've settled into it nicely and it's not too bad, but yeah, I kind of have a nine to five, desk job so not very ideal when it comes to training for spartan races um but i seem to find the time to get my training in when i can you need to throw a pull-up bar just in your office so you can just hit pull-ups in between phone calls and stuff exactly um (laughs) i I do have one in my basement so if i need to go down and use that there you go um but yeah as far as my i guess my sports background um i'll be honest i was always um a very active kid but i quit everything um i just (laughs) didn't stick with things i mean i tried gymnastics i tried softball um soccer and i just when i was a kid you know i just was like i don't want to do it and i just quit (laughs) um but uh it wasn't until middle school when i could do track and field um that's kind of uh, where I started getting into something that I actually enjoyed. But again, I never really trained in the off season. I was kind of that like lazy athlete, you know, just did the bare minimum. I was like, Oh, I'm good enough. (laughs) I can just like get by with what I'm doing. I don't need to train in the off season. And I wish I knew better at the time. Um, 
but yeah, I just did track and field, uh, mostly mid distance events, the four and the 800, uh, up through middle school and high school. And then again, because I was the lazy athlete, hmm. I didn't do track and field in college, but instead I would work out like two or three hours a day. So I don't really know if that's lazy or just <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> I would, if, if I wouldn't say it's lazy if you're working out two to three hours a day, I, that is not lazy at yeah. all. There's nothing yeah. lazy about working out three hours a day. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I, like I said, I was I was active and I like to do things, but I think I had a tough time, and I still kind of do, um, even though I do have a run coach now. But it helps because he's my friend. So. <laughs> Who's your running coach? Um, Bill Brumbach. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know yeah. Bill. Yeah, with Hosick PE. Um, mm-hmm. He's great. So um, maybe it's easier for me to deal with someone that's a friend. Because uh, I, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> um, so, so I think I know my high school track coach. I butted heads with him a lot. Um, he kind of had that mentality um, or that coaching technique where, you know, he would kind of like tell me like you can do better like you're better than that and that really messed with me mentally I'm more of I respond better to like positive feedback right um where someone's saying like you're doing a great job like um and he was kind of the opposite um but everybody's different and it just you know at that particular time in my life it just didn't work for me right um but yeah long distance running was like not my thing um I would skip out and hide in the bushes um, <laughs> during track practice when we had to do like a five-mile run. <laughs> right. I was that kid. Um, and like you'd I come said, back in and be like, woo, that five miles was hard. <laughs> I know. Um, but because I was still working out a lot in college, um, I think I was maybe 21 when I decided to sign up for like my first 5K. Right. And uh, – I did all right, but it was really hard. And uh, after that, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a half marathon." So I did that, and again, I thought that was really hard. So I did a few more half marathons, and I started to like really enjoy running the longer distances. Um, and then it was in my mid twenties. Um, I was signed up for my first full half or first full marathon. Right. And. Um, about halfway through my training that summer, I was in a pretty bad ATV accident. It will, it will be 10 years ago, um, Saturday, actually, oh, wow. but that happened. But uh, I ended up in a wheelchair for three months. Oh, shit. What would you do? Race. Um, yeah, I broke my pelvis in three places, mm. uh, fractured my C1 vertebrae. Um, I spent like a week in the hospital. Beat up pretty bad. I bet that was a pretty traumatic experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so that took me a few years to get back into running shape. So did you flip um, Did you flip the four-wheeler? Or? I was on it with somebody else, and um, we just kind of were going downhill too fast, hit a rut, and uh, kind of like rolled and ended up in a ditch and like – the other rider and the ATV like fell on top of me. So I took like the full force of it. Oh man. Yeah. I was super lucky. Um, I mean, I 
I think about it all the time because I try to not take anything for granted. And especially where I'm at today with like my fitness and activity level. um, I mean, like it's a lot of hard work to get back, but I mean, you can, I just like, don't give up, (laughs) you know? Right. Um, So I'm, and so after that happened, you know, when you say you you messed up some vertebrae and broken your pelvis, like, mm-hmm. are you totally healed from that? Or do you still have like some nagging aches and pains from those injuries? Um, I, I would say today I'm totally healed from it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, like I said, it took, it took a few years. I mean, it took a good maybe like four years. I mean, I would, that's the thing is like, I was so used to running on roads. So let's go back. I've never, I'd never run on trails before. Um, I was only doing road races. I mean, I had no clue about running on trails. Right. Um, running on pavement is like not the best thing for like a pelvis injury. Um, right. it just was constant, like sharp pain. Um, I could only run like a certain distance and it was just, I was in pain all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is kind of how I switched over to trail running because it was painful and I just wasn't hitting the goals that I wanted to hit um, with my running. So a friend of mine, um, he had done like, this was, um, I think probably 2014, Mm-hmm. Um, he had done like death races and Spartan races. And I knew nothing about these. I just was like, Oh, like a mud run. That, right. that sounds like fun. I mean, running in the mud and like, you know, climbing up ropes. So I was like, sure. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it, but I'll try. <laughs> um, so the first, uh, we'll say OCR that I did was gladiator rock and run. And I just did it for fun. And you know, it was terrible at obstacles. I like fell off of everything, but I had a good time. Um, and that was kind of when I started to, uh, run on trails and, um, sign up for just like smaller local races, but I didn't get really competitive or serious about it until, um, I guess 2018. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of went like all in. I had originally planned to go all in in like 2015, but I just had some, you know, like personal, uh, personal things going on that year, and it just flopped, and I ended up like canceling all the races I signed up for. Oh man, um, yeah, which you know that happens, but right. um, yeah, then uh, I kind of went all in in 2018, and. Um, did pretty well. Um, and then 2019, I had a super good year. <laughs> and 2020, nobody raced. <laughs> now, we're, now we're back. Right. I know, and like, I'm sure Ohio was probably the, like a Fayetteville race to you, but Fayetteville was like the first race to me where it felt like everything was back to normal. Because to normal. I, went, I did Charlotte and Palm Beach, and it was still pretty covid restricted at both of those races but still wasn't a bad wasn't mm-hmm. a bad deal but it was just it was just nice you know being able to come into the venue without that 30 minute restriction 30 minute oh, before yeah. your wave that was 
that was aggravating, you know, when you want to get a good warm-up, you got to check your bag and all that, you know. Yeah, we still had the 30-minute restriction in Ohio, and that was a bit stressful. Oh, really? Oh, I bet um, it was. Yeah. I, well, so I did Jacksonville, and that was the first time mm. I had to deal with that, and that was awful because I think I had, like, a five-minute warm-up, and I was I was just not prepared for that. Right. Um, I was a little bit more prepared in Montana, Um and then Ohio, like I knew what to do with that half hour. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to like be back to how it was to go in whenever you can and take your time and not like stress out over it. Absolutely. So I was looking at your athletes cause I'm a creeper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. so was your first Spartan race, the Ohio beast in 2015? Is that right? Yes, and that's the year I told you, like, my personal life kind of, like, fell apart a bit. <laughs> that was my first beast, too. Yeah, I, I ran it by myself, and I think I did open, and uh, it just was awful. <laughs> was like, it was a long race to me. Yeah, it was It was an emotional, mental struggle for me. Yep. Yeah. I remember my IT bands, like, lit up on me at, like, mile four, because that was back then, like, all I usually would run. I'd run, like, three miles, and that'd be it. I wouldn't run no mm-hmm. more than that, because I, I still just had problems with my IT bands at the time. And we ran with some friends, and we all stayed together pretty much the whole time, and one person, like, started falling behind really bad so we ended up pretty much just leaving him <laughs> i think he's still kind of mad at us to this day for doing that but that that was that a long was, race that was at the wilds wasn't it yes it was yeah so it was a different venue it was hilly mm-hmm. kind of. yeah um, it was but it was a good cr- i remember they had like the memory yes challenge <laughs> mm-hmm. that was awful yeah i think that obstacle's like kind of gone away now yeah I think, like, pictures of it were getting out, and, like, it, everybody, all you had to do was just, you know, figure out the last two uh, numbers of your mm-hmm. headband, and then you could figure out exactly what your code was before the race got there. <laughs> and then some people would just write it on their arm, too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they would have markers there for that. And I'm thinking, why is this even a thing? I mean, I understand they did it for open class, and I don't even think the elites had to do it. When I started running Elite in 2016, they didn't have to do that. Oh, okay. But, yeah, now I haven't ran the new Ohio location. Which location oh. did you like better? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, I said that, that when they had it at the Wilds, that was not, like, a good race for me. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I'd like to go back to the Wilds and try it out again. Yeah, um, I think I would do. I think I would do well there. I kind of always. It's funny. Um, I always say that I like longer races and I like mountain races. Like I don't like flat races, but I've done pretty well at the flat courses, and I do well at the beasts. But I mean, like so far this year, I'm doing pretty well at like the second day shorter races and i think it's because i over like 2020 like with working with bill um i was able to like really build up my mileage and my endurance and i just like i can just go like the energizer bunny for like a long time so i'm not i'm not as impacted the second day as i used to be right 
Well, it, and you know, one thing to me, it seemed like I always feel like you, you don't have as many nerves on the second day. Yeah, you might be a little mm-hmm. more sore, but you're familiar with the course and you're a little more comfortable with it. So it's like there's there's no unexpecteds out there. You just you just roll, you know, you just go to work. So some I know a lot of times, even though I'm, I may feel more fatigued or more tired, a lot of times I'll have a better race on Sunday anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, a lot of people have always said that, and I've never thought of myself (laughs) like that. Um, But I think Fayetteville really showed me that that's that's not the case. That I I I tend to be pretty consistent across the board. Yeah. So, and and you you started out, and like I think you said, it was like 2018. You started. You were running age groups, and you were doing really good in all the age groups. And think like in West Virginia, you like podiumed in all the age groups for that. United or the the state or the series national yeah. series race. Yeah, I got first in the beast, first in the super, and then third in the sprint because there was no elite for right. sprint, so they dropped down to age group. Yeah, and you know they made this big deal over Robert Killian dropping back to age group and acting like that was a big deal, but in West Virginia, I think he did that like both years. In mm-hmm. in West Virginia, and a lot of elites, you know, drop back to it. I mean, I didn't really care, but I damn sure didn't go out there and run run my hardest race because I knew I didn't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think every year at West Virginia, like, the sprint was like our celebration race. So, like, all four of us, even though we were running in the age group wave, we'd wait on each other and just run it together, you know. And it, I mean, even if we failed stuff, we'd still do our burpees, but we just ran together and had a good yeah. time. Because that always just seemed like the coolest party venue because it's like everybody was there and there was just so much, I don't know, just so much action and life at that race. That's why I love West Virginia. West Virginia? Yes. That's one of my favorite venues, yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome venue to me. Yeah, it is. So was it at that point at West Virginia where you just decided, well, you know, I'm doing this good in age group. I'm going to try elite because I noticed it was like a race or two after that you, you moved up to elite. What was your ultimate decision that said, I'm going to move up to elite? Yeah, I think that kind of solidified it for me. Um, I mean, as you can see from my athletes, like the only, I had done other OCRs. I mean, I've done OCRWC like since it started in like 2014, right. failed everything. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> um, you know, so I kind of just did all these other races and I always stayed away from Spartan, not for any particular reason. It just so happened that other races were easier for me to get to and like registration might be cheaper. So I just right. kind of stuck with those. Um, but yeah, in 2018, I did my first competitive Spartan race and it was Greek Peak. Um, and I did age group and I got second there and I was like, Oh, cool. You know, like I just qualified for West Virginia. So I immediately signed up for age group in West Virginia. Um, but then I had met people and they were going to go to Palmerton and I was like, Oh, well I did well in age group. Maybe I should just sign up for elite there. And I had somebody tell me, they were like, just because you did well in age group does not mean you're going to do well in elite. And I was like, well, I just kind of want to see where I stack up. Like I, I don't plan on like winning it. And I think it was, that was like the first year that it was not like an NBC race. Mm-hmm. 
but it's Palmerton. Like right. so many people show up there. Yeah. Um, so I did Palmerton and I think I placed like 16th, but like, I was happy with that. Yeah. And, um, that's a hard venue. Then it is. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing or who I was up against, but I just wanted to like give it a go and I was fine with it. Um, but then West Virginia happened. And then when I kind of like did really well in age group there, I, had looked at where I would place an elite and I was like, I think I should start just running elite. So then the rest of the year I ran elite. Um, and I came so close to podium in mm. 2018. <laughs> um, I think I had like five fourth places or something like that. Oh, like wow. after that West Virginia race, <laughs> I was so close. Um, yeah. So that's, that was kind of like the deciding factor I think for me. Right. So, I might be wrong, but, you know, I've seen you at a lot of races, and we've chatted just here and there, you know, briefly, but I remember in Killington 2018, I ran the ultra on the first day, and on the second day, I run the sprint, and I remember seeing you that Sunday, and you looked, you looked miserable, like something was weighing on your chest, you know, really heavily. And I was like, man, she just looks like she's sick or something's going on with her. And then later on, I believe you made a post saying that you didn't know if you should even be in the elite heat and maybe you should drop back to age group. And you were really worried about, you know, how you're going to do or how the race is going to turn out or something like that. And uh, at the end of it, you actually did really well and you were very happy with yourself that you ran elite. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that was, that was a, um, yeah, that was a mountain series. Yep. And I think I got fifth in the beast. Um, and I was like super happy about it. Um, I can't remember when I got the second day or how I did the second day. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, you know, it's intimidating, especially when, you know, people had been running Spartans for years longer than I had. Um, I just, you know, I didn't know. I was like, well, you know, you just, you, you always second guess when you don't do well. I mean, this past, this starting this year, I bonked in Montana. (laughs) I did not do well. (laughs) Um, so I kind of had to like, you know, get myself together and regroup and refocus and figure out what I did wrong. Um, and I didn't have fun in that race. Um, (laughs) So for me, I have to have fun racing because if I don't, I'm not going to do it. I mean, case in point, if you go back to my childhood where I quit everything, (laughs) if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, now that you've said that, what is it about this that has made you stick to it and stick to your training? Um. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know that it's just one thing. Um, I mean, the people I love, I just, I love the sport and I love the people. The community is better than any other like sport I can think of. I mean, you don't get this at like road races. No, you don't. You know, we walk through, you know, you go to like a Spartan venue and I mean, you 
see hundreds of people, but like you meet so many people and everybody's just so friendly and everybody cheers everybody on. I mean, even like when, you know, the elite women's field, when we're running, like, I mean, we're having a good time. Most of us, I think some people are a little bit more serious than others, but (laughs) we're not like we hug at the end and, you know, we cheer each other on. Um, I just, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and I think with OCR, what I love about it is it's not just one thing. It's not just running every obstacle, every different venue, um, weather, everything presents like a different challenge. Mm. So every time it's something different. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like it. And I think, and also it's, it's gotten me to travel to places I would never traveled. Mm, Me too. Um, Yeah. Like, I love that. Um, It's like it makes you travel almost because like, I mean, I was pretty sheltered when it came to like taking vacation. I'd go to the mountains once a year and then I'd go to the beach once a year. And that was pretty much like all I would do. You know, I would stay in these Southern, Southeastern states, you know, and that was like pretty much it. Like I owe, Spartan pretty much for taking my first flight. I took my first flight to the Dallas beast, you know, just because me and some friends were wanting to get a triple trifecta, you know, and you had to travel to find a beast back in then too. So, Oh wow. That was your first flight. Yeah. (laughs) And it was crazy. So we flew out to Dallas and ran the beast open and got back on the plane and flew back in the same day. It was nuts. That's crazy. (laughs) It was an exciting adventure, man. And that's what it's all about. I mean, every single race is a different adventure. And it's like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you make a new friend at almost every race. And every race is, I mean, yes, it's a competition. But me personally, like, and if anybody that's ran with me, I'm sure they've heard me cheer somebody on as they pass me or as I pass them, you know. Or even if I'm passing somebody that's in the open heat, I'm still telling them, you know, good job, you know, keep it up. But to me, it's like, it's a race, but it's almost like a race with your friends or like a bunch of people getting together and playing football in the yard, you know, you know, it's like, you know, most of everybody there. So that's what's so cool about it to me. And it's, it's like something you never got when you played sports growing up, you know, you play soccer against another team. You don't know anybody on that team and you're not going to make friends with them during a soccer game or football game or whatever. I mean... I mean, this is, I mean, it's not only a sport, it's an event, you know, and it just makes yeah. it just a, it's like a party and a sport at the same time. And this is what's really cool about everything about it. Yeah, it really is. Um, and that that's very true. What you said about like, I mean, even when I'm racing elite and, you know, especially like this past weekend when there's an ultra going on, like everybody's just really nice and I'll be running and I'll have to say like on your left and they'll say good job. And I say good job to them. I mean, you know, it just goes both ways. And I just, I love that. Me too. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So you're on the Spartan pro team. What year did you start as pro team? Was it 2019 or 2020? 2020. (laughs) That was a good year to get on the pro team, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a great year. <laughs> you got to do one race. <laughs> I did two. You did two. I, um, I had Jacksonville and Greek Peak. Oh, that's right. I, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Like, I, f- I forget that Greek Peak happened before COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, 
that was a short-lived uh, pro team year for you. But now that 2021's back, like, what kind of communication? Everybody's – when you see everything, like, on Instagram, it's like some people act like they don't know if they're on the pro team or not. Like, what kind of communications have you gotten or if you can talk about it or whatever? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, we did have some communication in the beginning of the year, um, cause things were like picking up. Um, there, I mean, I'm in communication with some people at Spartan, but, um, yeah, everything supposedly just kind of rolled over from 2020 to 2021. Right. Um, so that's just, I guess, kind of how it is. Hey, as long as you get there. It's kind of like we still get to stay on it and do what we're doing, which is cool. Hey, as long as you get the pass and you don't have to pay for the races, that's what matters, right? Yes, and (laughs) that is exactly why in 2019 I bought the season pass, and I, you could tell me, because if you have my athletes up, I I think I did like 27 Spartan races or something crazy. I had a a seven-time trifecta. (laughs) I think seven times trifecta. I did so many races that year um, just because I was like, I, I want to be on the pro team. That's right. what I want. So well, you I was super your goal. happy when I did it. Yeah. So and you're already getting those numbers in for this year already. How many races have you ran this year already? Um, I did Jacksonville, uh, Montana. I just did the Beast. Um, Ohio trifecta and then – uh, Fayetteville trifecta. So whatever that is. So you're, are you pouring them on this year too, or are you going to kind of lay back into the national series now that those races are getting close? Um, I'm not going to go to Utah. Um, that's in like two weeks. Yeah. I, uh, Palmerton's next weekend. That's kind of up in the air. Um, that's close to you though, isn't it? It is, and I, I really like that race. Um, I actually have a baptism on Sunday, so I cannot race on Sunday. Mm. But um, I was still going to go out for the super, but I'm kind of have a little bit of a, a niggle I'm trying to work through right now mm. um, after Fayetteville. And I just I don't know if it'll be smart to race Palmerton or not. So well, if you're doing Asheville, I'd probably you know if you're wanting yeah. to do well at Asheville, I'd probably sit it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I just did two trifectas in the last right. like three weeks so, yeah. or four weeks. So um, my body's kind of like, you know, take a break. Yeah. You put out a big effort this past weekend in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And did you get your first, first place elite podium? I did. Yeah. That was my first um, gold or whatever, first, first place at a Spartan race. That's pretty awesome. I've had a bunch of silvers. So <laughs> yeah, I was super excited. So, and I think you got, what, what was that in? What race did you get first in? The sprint. The sprint. And then you got second in the other two races, correct? Correct. So, what was your plan coming into the weekend? Was, like, were you planning on one race being, like, an A race for the weekend? Or were you just planning to come in and destroy all three? <laughs> um My plan, especially when doing a trifecta weekend, you just, you don't know what's going to, happen like the first day or even like the second race so i kind of just signed up for all three and was like we'll just take it one race at a time right um the beast uh i was 
you know, I, I felt pretty good about the beast, except for when I got the, um, the map of the course and I saw that the first eight miles was like runners world, nothing. And I'm a good runner, but like, it just messes you up Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you do nothing but running for like eight miles and then you got to jump on a rig. I mean, like your arms are like, what, what are we doing right. now? Like I'm, I'm tired, <laughs> all the blood's in your legs and it's just, you know, it's kind of, um, messes you up a little bit, but, um, plus it was really humid. I mean, I, I yeah. can't believe you did the ultra in that, that weather. <laughs> I was lucky that I finished, I think, before it got really hot. Like, the sun mm-hmm. was starting to come out from behind the clouds just for a little while before I finished. So, I mean, I was blessed that I finished a little earlier than than most, for sure. Because after lunch in the latter part of the afternoon, yeah. it got really hot. Yeah, it was just the humidity on Saturday was really rough. Yeah, it was. And if it, if it would have been like, full sun, that race, yeah. that ultra would have been tough. That was really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I usually don't have any problem with humidity either. Um, cause I'm from Pittsburgh. So it's, I mean, I run and I, I take my time on Saturdays <laughs> in right. the morning and I usually don't get out for my run until like noon, I admit. So yeah. I, typically run at like the hottest time of day well, you've been getting used um, to it then yeah so it's you know it doesn't bother me but it was it was hot yeah it was we um, were blessed it, that it was you know cloudy on saturday for sure oh yeah yeah they did a good job i think um running us through uh the shade you know, whatever puddles or creeks they had yeah um to try to keep us cool because i always run in pants me too. Um, yeah, and I, but I never overheat because of pants. I don't know. Yeah, I know every water station I come to, I would take a sip if I didn't drink a cup, and then mm-hmm. I'd dump a cup on my head too. Yeah. Every every aid station, from the first one to the last one, I did that. <laughs> Before the um, sprint, I went to the uh, like the hosing wash the wash station, and I stoked my everything i just sprayed myself down oh that was a good idea i dumped like three cups on me right there at the marking tent you know before i started the sprint because it was hot during that sprint Mm -hmm. but yeah back to what you were saying you know the first part of this race was like really running you know and i think that's something that spartan's trying to do like the first part of the race is going to be you know, running with mild obstacles and the second is like strength and the third is like skill. I think I heard somewhere where they were going to start doing, leaning more towards that where they called it like a segment race or some crap like that. But in the ultra, besides Tyro, we didn't get to our first grip obstacle until mile 10 and that was Twister. Yep. So that was insane. Yeah, I mean, I don't, so as far as I know, they did they did kind of start doing that in the very beginning because they did that at Jacksonville. Right. And they were like, oh, we're going to do sectors. And I was like, sectors. Oh, that's this what is how, not if this is how the year is going to go, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, but Montana was kind of like that. Um, Ohio was not. Um, I felt like it was a pretty good mix. Right. Um, and then 
Fayetteville was. But what I'm learning is the reason the reason for that is because they're limited on where they're allowed to like dig, you know, especially for like rigs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it makes sense. I mean, think about Fayetteville, like they couldn't like, where would they put something in the woods that they had us like run through for eight miles? That's true. Um, that's kind of what, uh, Missy had said when I asked her about it. Um, and then when you have a trifecta weekend, when you have to cut the B section off Mm -hmm. and allow for the super and the sprint and still have your only sprint obstacles and your only super obstacles in each one of those races. You know, now that they've standardized the obstacles per distance, there has to be a lot more thought process into doing these trifecta weekends where they, uh, you know, have to cut the course off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's gotta be a lot of work. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. So you ran the beast. Did you run clean during the beast or did you have any failures? No, I ran clean all weekend. Awesome. Hit my spear. Yeah. Awesome. So like after the beast, you know, you play second. So what are you thinking after the beast about Sunday? Um, recovery for sure. That's all I was thinking about. Um, sat in a nice bath and, uh, used a massage gun, ate lots of food. Did you use the massage gun in the Spartan plus area? (laughs) I did. Yeah, I I did. Um, that's great. I love that. I do too. Especially on Sunday, like in between the two races, it's fantastic. The only way that could be better is if they had recovery boots in there. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, or fans. Fans would be nice because it got kind of warm. Yeah, it was. But it's still better than standing in the sun. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think I had mentioned earlier that, like, second day races, I just never felt super confident on. Right. Um, but I, I think I've realized, like, well, you also have people that show up on the second day that have fresh legs. Right. There was a lot um, of that, couple, too. A couple women show up, and I was like, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you should be running a different race. <laughs> right. Or we should get, like, a handicap, you know, like yeah. a 10-minute handicap. I run an ultra the day before. I should have got, like, a 20-minute handicap over everybody that had fresh legs. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, uh yeah, the super, I was like, well, we'll just see how this goes. And did you hear about how the super went? I heard that nobody was paying attention and y'all got lost. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got very lost. <laughs> um, 2.3 miles extra lost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, like, how did, yeah. how did that happen? Because, like, you know, on the map, it, you know, clear, I mean, it was pretty obvious that when you went under the bridge, that was beast course. I know. And I, I had looked at the map the night before and I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's great. We don't go under that bridge because the day, that day when I did the beast, I fell on those rocks and I whacked the top of my foot and it was like, all black and blue and like all puffed up. And I was like, well, that's going to be fun to run on tomorrow. Uh, Um, so I like did not want to walk over those rocks again, but 
you know, when you're racing and follow the leader, wasn't it? Well, yeah. And like you're, I mean, your heart rate's up. You're just kind of like, you're meant like, I don't know. I just can't think like <laughs> my brain's off. We've all done that. Followed somebody down the wrong path in a Spartan race, you know? Well, and they're my friends. Yeah. Why would they steer me wrong? <laughs> did, um, did any of y'all be like, are y'all sure we're going the right way? <laughs> Um, eventually, <laughs> um, yeah, we were all kind of pretty close except for one girl. She was like way behind us and she went the right way. Oh. Um, so we went the wrong way and we ran to a point where there was no more white tape. All oh, we saw shit. was like the red trail markers and we like asked the volunteer, Hey, where are we supposed to go? And like, they were like, I have no idea. They're like, is this the trail course or the, the super? He's like, it's the trail. And we're like, well, where do we go to get back? And he's like, I don't know. And we're like, oh, gosh. So we literally. Turn around and go back. Huh? We stopped. But, like, we were all together by that point because we stopped and stood there and said, like, all right, we're all in this together. We counted and we're like, there's only one of us missing. <laughs> so Second and third was still we, on the table at that point. <laughs> yeah. So we were kind of just like standing around looking around and then finally like they were able to get a hold of missy to come and get us like on a gator so she drove over found us and then kind of like we followed her back to a point and then we had to run like that final section of the beast course that was kind of like it was like up a little hill right and, like ziggy zaggy through like all these little like tight trees right i know exactly what you're yeah so that was kind of how we got back yeah, you had like but, a couple little hills that you had to kind of bomb down because they were kind of steep. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why this section? With <laughs> <laughs> like of all the sections. Hmm. Um, yeah, so then we made our way back to the fence that we shouldn't have crossed. And <laughs> we said to the volunteers, like, you you should have told us not to turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm just kidding. He's not probably playing on his phone or something. Fault. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, then we were back on course, and honestly, I mean, I know for me, I was like done. I just was like, I'm sure. I was like, all right, well, that one girl that went the right way, I was like, she's got first place, so there's that. I was like, I'm fighting for second and third, and I just was like, I'm not in it. I was like, I knew we had ran, you know, Two point three miles over the distance. I mean, that was the we ran one mile and then got off course. So, so y'all did a had, traditional super then. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, you know, we still had six point seven miles to go, and wow. I was or five point seven, and I was like, I, I don't want to do this. This is like another beast right now. Yeah. Um. But y'all called up to that other girl, didn't you? We did. I I wish that looking back, I wish that I had like that I was mentally more in it because I think I I would have picked up my pace but I just was kind of like I settled and I was like nah I just I'm not in it on this (laughs) well you still got second so I mean yeah you were in it pretty good (laughs) well here's the funny thing so once um we got closer to the finish um right at that low crawl um that's I think it was at the Oh, no, it was the sandbag. 
I was I come out of the sandbag and someone shouts to me, two girls missed their spear and are doing burpees. And I was like, dang it. Now I have to hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was just like cruising and I was like, all right, that's fine. I'm fine with just whatever I finish. So I run over spear and I hit my spear. And then it was like, um, Rachel was a little bit ahead of us. She was just through Z wall. She'd finished her burp. I think she did burpees and she'd finished her burpees. And, uh, so it was me, that girl that should have got first because she went the right way. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then Michelle and, uh, yeah, we go through Z wall and that little muddy section. And then we lost the girl that, you know, went the right way. Right. It was Michelle and I right on monkey bars side by side. And then we had to like race each other up a frame. And I just barreled right down the back end of it. And That's just how you do it. it across. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was, but yeah, I think the placements would have been different for sure. If we didn't get lost because oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That was an exciting race. Y'all will never forget that race though. Nope, I will not forget that, and I will. I learned my lesson. I'm not going to follow my friends. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the super's over, and yeah. what are you thinking? Getting ready to go into the sprint? It's only a five k. There you go. That was the best way <laughs> to look at it. I was like, "This is going to hurt," but it's only a five k. And the so, sprint turn is right after the overwalls. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, just, just run as hard as you can the whole time. That's just, that's it. That's the only thing you can do. That was definitely the hottest race of the weekend. And to me, it was Mm -hmm. one of the hardest was the sprint for sure. Even though it It was was a short race, it was at the worst part of the day and it was so hot. Yeah. Noon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They should run that at like midnight or something. And that sandbag carry was like, awful on the sprint and i don't know what it is but i stepped in the same hole every time and i don't know why Mm -hmm. i didn't learn my lesson but there was like a it was there was water and you'd step in it and your leg would go like almost thigh deep and there was like a root in there too i don't know if you stepped in that hole too but i I did it every single time yeah i did um even that back section um after z wall that like muddy section I went to the right the one time and I learned my lesson because I think I did that in the super and I like literally fell in mud like above my waist. And I was like, that's (laughs) crazy. That's crazy. So the next time I stayed left and it was much safer. Yeah, because on the left side, there was like this tree or this root that was Mm -hmm. on the ground and you could run across it like a balance beam. Yep. Yep. That's exactly exactly what happened. Yeah, I did that too as well. Yeah. And so you ended up placing first in that race. Was it even close, or did you just own it? It was close. Um, Amy Cross and I were kind of like back and forth the whole race a little bit. Um, I led for most of it, but uh, she was right with me at Z Wall, and then I got through that section that muddy run section a little bit quicker than she did but then we were both on monkey bars at the same time and i just i went and then there's a picture uh that i have that you know spartan took on helix and um she's just getting on helix when i'm hitting the bell right 
Yeah, which was like right at the end. So, and then I did the same thing. I just, I didn't want to turn around and look at where she was. So I just like sprinted up it, barrel rolled down, and then crossed the finish. But that was um, also when all the open wave super people were around. Oh, yeah. That's a little stressful. I'm sure. Um, Because they were like all over A frame. And I was like, I was like, no, yeah, you you always got to plan rolling down the backside if that's what you're going to do, because you got to pick the side that's got the least amount of people on it because you don't want to like kick somebody when you roll over. (laughs) And then people just like freeze on a frame like they don't move. They just freeze because they're like holding on so they don't fall off. Yeah, that's not what I meant. I mean, I'm not scared of heights, but I see how A-frame could be, like, super intimidating to somebody who is afraid of heights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get that totally. Yeah. And so you place first in the sprint, and mm-hmm. I imagine you were, like, more than stoked. Yeah, I was super excited. Um, something that's really cool, too, is a couple of days before leaving for Fayetteville, um, my mom had messaged me and she was like, Hey, she's like, do you, you know, do you want company this weekend? She's like, I'll, I'll travel with you. Cause it's about like an eight and a half hour drive from Pittsburgh. Oh wow! And, um, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties. Like <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, it's fine. Like mom, I'm fine. And she's like, well, no, she's like, I'd, I'd love to go and see you race. And I said, sure. If you want to come. So she came and she oh, was cool. there. Um, so that was kind of extra special that she got to see, you know, me do well the whole weekend and she just, she absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a great weekend for sure. Our drive home, I don't, I don't think I slept or fell asleep that night until like 2 a.m. And we drove home after the race on Sunday. Oh, wow. But I was like wide, I was wide awake. I was so wired. I told myself, I drove home after a trifecta weekend one time, and I told myself, I'm not going to do that ever again. I'm going to stay an extra <laughs> night so I don't have to rush getting out of there. You know, it's just so much better to take that extra night. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is the, so I did the trifecta weekend in West Virginia in 2019. Right. And after I did the trifecta there, I said, I'm never doing a trifecta weekend again. I was just, <laughs> I was beat. I was tired. I mean, like what the, that weekend in 2019, I mean, it wasn't as standardized. So the beast was 14 or 15 miles. You know, the super was like eight or nine. Yeah. Although the super in Fayetteville for me was nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the sprint was like five. I just was like wrecked. And yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that again. But then here we are in 2021 and, Ohio, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do all three. Why not? And then Fayetteville, I was like, I signed up for Fayetteville like the week before. (laughs) So it wasn't even on my calendar, really. It's because you're just more seasoned now and you can take more of a beating Mm -hmm. now that you're used to it. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) my training is, my training and my fitness is there. I've, I've built up a lot in the last couple of years, so... That's right. Um, better condition to take those kind of weekends on, I guess. Right. So, so what does a week of training pretty much look like for you? Um, lots of running. You're not gonna do well if you don't run. <laughs> um, That's the truth. Yeah. No, I run five days a week. Um, I have like two kind of like quality days. One's a tempo run, and another one 
is either like intervals or um, hill repeats, um, things like that. And then I have a day um, that's like non-impact cardio, which my non-impact cardio um, weapon of choice is actually the Jacob's Ladder, which I know people hate, but I love it. I've never tried um, one. You never done it? Yeah, I, our my town's kind of small. I don't think there's a place in my town that's got mm-hmm. one, so I've just never seen yeah. one in person. They're hard. They're just uh, they're kind of a full body workout. But it's like climbing on all fours on an incline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I really like it. Um, so I'll do that, and then I've been I rock climb once a week now. So. Cool. Um. Yeah, that's kind of the the long runs on the weekends. I do like two back to back long runs, right? Which that I think because that's something I've added in the last like couple of years, and I think that's helped immensely for like back to back day races or trifecta weekends like that. Because um, I'm just used to running long, you know, efforts. Yeah. You know, Saturday and Sunday. So, how many miles a week are you usually putting in, or is it like time based? Um, it's time-based mostly, but, um, mile-wise, um, I'm probably doing like 40 to 50 miles right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not crazy. I mean, some people do like way more. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's been pretty good. I'd like to get up to like 50, 60. I was doing 60 miles last summer. Um, but once you start throwing in races, you kind of have to have those, yeah. Um, taper weeks, weeks and recovery yeah, weeks. Yeah, taper weeks and everything. You got to build back up. So um, you got to be smart about it. That's right. So, what was your taper like going into like a trifecta weekend? What did that look like? So, I taper like uh, I think like 10 days before. And because we, because I just did Ohio like three weeks Yeah. before that, I kind of had like a deload week and then like one little tiny build. And then, uh, um, and then taper it, my, my last, uh, hard workout would be like Thursday the week before. And then I'll do long runs on Saturday and Sunday. Um, not super long, um, but long enough. And then maybe throw in some like sprints or strides, um, do a short tempo run on Tuesday. Um, you know, what else? And then like a little, like 30 minute endurance run on Wednesday. Um, shake out run the day before a race. Hmm. So you take it easy. I mean, like, that's right. There's nothing else you can do. I mean, you either trained well or you didn't. <laughs> So just don't overdo it the week before and eat a lot of food. Exactly. I usually do that night before the race and specifically after the race. Yeah, it's really good if you start eating, Mm -hmm. like, your carbs and stuff, like, two or three days before. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to eat a bunch of pasta the night before. Well, really, if you really want, like, the glycogen to, you know, store in your muscles, it's good to do it a couple days before. Right. Aaron, what advice would you give to someone that was like wanting to come in and do well at a trifecta weekend? Like at any level or? 
Or at competitive level. Competitive level? Um, just don't ignore your training. I mean, it's going to be hard. Um, get used to doing, you know, kind of like if you were going to do a Ragnar, you know, because like Ragnar, you have to run like three times right. in like a day. So you have to get used to that um, recovery period in between races. Don't just like sit down and not do anything. Like start getting into like a routine of um, recovery and mobility. Um, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Right. Lots of electrolytes. Um, especially like a hot weekend like it was in Fayetteville. For real. Um, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I guess that's that's what I would say. Okay, Aaron. I know we're coming up on time, and but I, I usually always have a couple of questions that I ask everybody that comes on the show. And the question is, is to this day, what has been your favorite race and why? Oh, Killington. Killington 2019. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I love that venue. Um it's it's a beatdown um, every year, regardless. Um, that course is just oh, it's just it's brutal. And it every is. time I do it, like in the race, like during the race, I'm I'm not you know I'm hating life, of course. <laughs> but it's it's the biggest reward to me. So that I I finish that race and I feel like I've done something huge. Yeah. But um, Killington 2019. Um, the weather was kind of iffy. It was a cooler kind of day, and like raining, misting a lot yeah. too. It was well, cold like, at the top. Oh, like just free Tyro had like ice on it. Yeah, it was rough. Um, it was really rough. So people were just struggling really bad. And uh, right, I think I was maybe in like and it was like a fifteen mile beast too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. That 15 mile marker, and yeah. then like we had one mile left, and I was like, "That's not funny." Yeah, and like I think you saw like a 14 mile marker, and you were still oh, yeah, walking 14. uphill at that point. And this yep. was like after Spartan was like, "We're going to standardize the distances." Mm-hmm. Yeah, People were getting mad for that race. Yeah, I remember um, seeing you at the sandbag when I was on my first loop of the ultra at the sandbag. You were okay. crushing it. Yeah, but that one, I think I was, like, fourth or fifth, um, just starting, like, the final descent. And then, I I mean, it's raining, and it's just miserable. And I get to beat her, and I see, like, two girls doing burpees or something. Awesome. And I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> so, um, so I got through there, and I start just bombing down the mountain, and I see second place. And I was like, why are you not moving any faster? I was like, this is the final descent. And I just like, I just let go. And I just went and uh, it made my spear throw. But then I, I, I failed the final rig, <laughs> the multi-rig at the end. Yeah. Um, I just was gassed and I got to the ropes and I just like did not have enough gas to pull myself up. So... I did burpees and I did them so fast <laughs> and I was like, please let the other girls miss their spears and, and not make it. Um, but yeah, I finished second there and oh. that was just such like a physically and mentally challenging race. And to do so well, I just was like, I was elated. I was so excited. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Because like you said, that's yeah. like the renowned badass course too, and the podium at it that had to be an mm-hmm. epic. Yeah, yeah, I was I was so excited about it. Okay, so my next question is: is what is your least favorite race, or the race you hated, disliked the most, and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I know. <laughs> oh man, that I hated the most, and why? Um, huh? I don't know that I really hate that many races. Everybody says um, that. Almost everybody says that. Or you could just say it was maybe the one that you disliked the most. That's why I always say dislike, because everybody's dislike. like, well, I don't hate any of them. You know? <laughs> um, well, honestly, I mean, well, if, it, if we're talking Spartan races, they always have them at beautiful venues. Right. Um, or unique venues. So I, those are those are tough to come by. Um, if I had to choose just because I had a bad time at the race... Um, I might say Montana, (laughs) (laughs) but that was my own fault. Um, the, the course itself was beautiful. I've heard that. I, I wish I enjoyed it, (laughs) but I didn't run my own race as they say at that race. I was trying to keep up with everybody and I didn't have my nutrition right. So, um, I had a miserable time. Right. So that's the most recent one I can think of that. I mean, I didn't have a good time, Hmm. but I would recommend people go to Montana because it's gorgeous. It's on my bucket list for sure. I want to do that one. It always, all the pictures from there, it just looks like a really cool race. And everybody always says it's one of their favorite venues to go to. Yeah. The good thing was I I got to do um, like a photo video shoot with Steve Hammond the day before. Oh, cool. um, And it was at the venue. So I had a lot of fun doing that. (laughs) That's cool. So it wasn't a total loss. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, last question, I promise. So, like, what is your trade secrets? Like, what is your routine, like, coming into a race weekend? Like, Friday night, what are you eating? Like, Saturday morning, how do you prepare? Like, what is your race strategy for the weekend coming in? So, my that's funny you said that because I'll say one thing because this is, I'm particular about it. Um, we like it's particular. not really like a night before thing. It's like kind of like the week or two leading up is I eat beets, like lots of beets all the time. I love beets. Beets are delicious, but, Gross. um, <laughs> but I, I do, I roast beets and then like, I'll have them for like lunch and dinner. See, um, no, I like the beet powder and a lot of people will be like, no, I don't like the way elite. Uh, beetle eat taste but i like that but like when i see beets on the salad bar like i'll try them and i'll be like yeah it's not really my thing i can eat them but it's like not my thing the beets at the salad bar are like pickled though yeah are they so they're yeah they're a little bit different than roasted beets i mean they don't really taste like much they're kind of earthy yeah very Um, earthy yeah kind of earthy i well i don't do pre-workout at all um Hmm. except for on race day I do perform elite, but, um, but other than that, I don't do pre-workout. So do you I drink caffeine. Will, I, no. So the only time you hit caffeine is before the race, huh? Yeah. I mean, I drink coffee in the morning, okay. like at home, but I, but okay. I train in the evenings. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't take caffeine before my workout. So I, but I do, um, take beet powder, just like regular beetroot powder, not, um, Beet Elite. Right. Um, it's just a different off brand. 
Right. Um, but I do take that as my like pre-workout because I, back in the day, you know, like in my early twenties, I mean, I tried, you know, I used to take like C4, <laughs> <laughs> you know, beta alanine and get that like buzz going. And it was like, great. Get the fuzzies. And then I was like, yeah. But then when <laughs> you didn't take it, like you felt like you didn't have a good workout. And I was right. like, all right, that's just not right. Yeah. Like I feel, I personally believe the only time that you should be taking pre-workout is like when you're really exhausted and like you need it or if it's for like a race because otherwise, and I don't know, I'm not a nutritionist (laughs) just in my crazy head here. Um, but I think that it, you get, your body gets used to it and it's just not going to have the same effect. Yeah. I don't know. Does that sound crazy? No, it doesn't. I mean, I, I, I believe you because I feel like I'm like immune to call. I mean, caffeine because I, I drink a lot of it. I drink probably four cups right. of coffee a day, you know, so mm-hmm. I just love coffee. Coffee's delicious. It's it is. delicious. Very delicious. You know, yeah. so Aaron, that's all the questions that I have. Is there anything you want to add or tell people where they can follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not on Facebook a lot. If you send me a friend request, I apologize. Huh. Um, I have like a thousand in the queue and I just don't check them. Huh. <laughs> so don't feel bad if I don't accept it. But um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, it's just my name, H-E-R-I-N-S-O-N-D-E-J. And my last name is pronounced Sunday, That's like right. the day of the week, in case you wanted to know. That's right. Thanks for telling us that important sure. piece of information. So, Aaron, what are, what is your A races for the rest of the year? Um, my well, I'm gonna go do Asheville Super. Um, it's a national series. I mean, I don't expect to place in the top ten, but I still want to do well there. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, I'll be at West Virginia because that's another national series race, and then. Uh, Killington's probably up there as an A-race. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do after Killington. Are you I mean, going to Tahoe or are you going to OCRWC? OCRWC. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I, I don't have high expectations for that. I mean, since I have been mostly doing um, just Spartan races, I, I think the obstacles, obstacles are going to be challenging for me. But that's more of just like the experience um, going there. I just, I love that race. And that venue is really cool too. Spartan isn't going to like make you go to Tahoe since you're on the pro team. I mean, they haven't. Not yet. Said <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They haven't said anything about it yet. <laughs> so hopefully not. Um, yeah, hopefully not. I, I mean, my only Tahoe experience was 2019. And as you know, it was like the worst Tahoe that yeah, they ever was. had. <laughs> I was glad I didn't go, which I wasn't um, really thinking about it anyway. <laughs> I mean, I had to see my friends, like, get hypothermia and be pulled off course. Like, that's not fun. No. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with not going there. I was kind of glad that that wasn't going to be the World Championships again. Yeah, why don't uh, we go to Tahoe when it's warmer weather, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think they just they have to have the World Championships a little bit later in the year, but um hey now it's at dubai yeah it'll be hot there i imagine would you know it's at like 3 p.m 
the races. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know what the weather's like that time of year or that time of day, but I, yeah, the championship race, or, you know, it starts at 3 p.m. Are you planning on going to that? Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't initially, but like, that would be a pretty cool thing to do. I think it would be an awesome trip, but I don't know. I mean, me not being on the pro team, being obligated, I think I'd rather go to Sparta and do the trifecta there before I would go there. If yeah. I'm going to fly overseas, I think I'd rather go to Sparta first. Yep, yeah. you know, I don't even consider that. Yeah, um, yeah that would be kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Virginia, Carolinas, again. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of sad talking about this because – this is making me realize I feel like half the year's over already. <laughs> well, and it is. Today's the first day of July. So, uh, yeah. I'm not ready for it. I know. The season is going by very quickly, for sure. Too quick. Well, Aaron, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and I wish you all the luck on the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you. It was great chatting. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Erin again for taking time to talk to us, and we want to wish her well on her 2021 season. She's already kicking ass. I want to thank everybody that came up to me and said hello at, uh, this past weekend. I met a lot of listeners, and uh, it really means a lot when y'all come up to me and say what's up. Um, I hope everybody had a good race. I saw a bunch of people out there crushing their ultras, crushing their first ultras. Because, you know, luckily we had some overcast weather, but later in the day it got super hot out there. And the the story of most people's races was they were cramping up, including myself. I got a, some hellacious cramps um, towards the end of the race on Saturday. And uh, Sunday was even hotter, but it ended up being a good day as well. It was great to be at a trifecta weekend, you know. We haven't done that in over two years, or I haven't, you know, since West Virginia was probably the last trifecta weekend that I went to, and it's always a blast at West Virginia, and uh, this race had the same feel, even though it wasn't a national series race. It was just great seeing everybody out there, and people were coming from everywhere to to be there to do this race, and it was just a good time, man, and where they had the excavators, you know, holding up that huge American flag. It just, you know, it just hits, it hits home just like, you know, this is what we do. This is the community and everybody's out here. And, you know, it was just surreal, man. Just an awesome weekend, awesome races, and just awesome people. It was a great time. And uh, if you missed it, well, you'll just have to, catch the next race coming up and the next race for me is going to be palmerton and it is coming up really shortly and i hope i'll be recovered from running ultra super and a sprint weekend and be ready for that race because this week i've pretty much done nothing but recover anyway follow us on facebook and instagram and uh if you see me at the race in palmerton come up to me and say what's up and uh hey We'll see you at the next race. Later, y'all.